Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 36 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Uh, And when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank. Joe, I'm sitting here. I got a cold Bud Light in my hand, and uh, we're going to be celebrating the Bud Light homestand weekend uh, over the last weekend. It doesn't matter where it was. It, it's sponsored by Bud Light. That's all that does matter. Grab a cold one with your friends. And maybe this podcast is sponsored by Bud Light as well. You'll never know. <laughs> uh, no, you wouldn't know. We would legally have to tell you. Uh, yeah. We're, we're looking about it or something. Yeah, we're looking to get the Bud Knight on the podcast himself. Um, I don't know if he talks. <laughs> is he one of those mascots that talks or no? I, I uh, don't ask me. I don't know. Okay, I I thought you like knew all about all like the beer mascots, Joe. It sounds like something you would know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Joe, this hey, was I don't know what to tell you. a first a first in esports history. The first home game. Hashtag the first home game. Um, and it was pretty good, right? Pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I'd say so. I mean, on par with um, obviously not having been to the event, but probably. Uh, I would assume on par with like the grand finals of last season or, or some of the more exciting uh, World Cup matches, even from the fall. Yeah, I, I definitely would say on par with the grand finals, even though it wasn't even the grand finals. You saw these people turn up for for a game that was a 7-5 and five team versus like a 3-8 and eight or something. Yeah, mid-season, super low stakes, <laughs> except that it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I, I, next year, I would say do not expect, well, maybe if it's Houston versus Dallas, but do not expect stage two, stage three, middle of the season games between two pretty decent teams to get that rowdy. But, um, <laughs> well, maybe. It's the, it's the first season next season. It's the first time. They're, they're home games, so maybe every game will get rowdy. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. I mean, next time, when when Dallas plays Houston at Houston, that'll be the true the shocker. They have to. They have to. <laughs> I think. I think they have to schedule it that way because they'll only most likely they'll only play one game again next season unless they switch up the divisions yeah. or something, or they switch up the scheduling. So. Uh, next season they'll probably play only once again and it'll have to be in Houston where are it if they're gonna have stage playoffs where are they gonna have them that's the question that's a good question I mean maybe you just go back to LA for that yeah maybe because um, I will miss God I hope I hope the LA gladiators gets the blizzard arena uh, because I will I will miss that arena because that's a very nice arena um, with obviously amazing LEDs and stuff like that so Oh yeah, so I hope the gladiators get that. Um, it's also an easy drive from my place, so I would like that a lot as a gladiators fan. <laughs> uh, but the LA Valiant are literally like t- their arena is like a four blocks down from me, so um, I don't think anything gets easier than that. I could just walk to the Valiant Arena, which I will be doing in Stage Four. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's coming up. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Because I just get to walk there. No parking. Uh, n- n- not dealing with any of that. I mean, parking is going to be hard at that. Because it is in downtown Los Angeles. So that that's going to be annoying for Valiant fans. But I'm excited. It's going to be an outdoor arena. It's going to be interesting. Uh, 
Yeah. Now I'm just hyped for season three. We should just skip season three. <laughs> just forget forget the rest of it. We made it all the way. We went almost almost halfway through season two. And now it's time for season three. Yeah, that's I think that's <laughs> that sums up this weekend pretty well. <laughs> uh but yeah, let's let's just jump into to this. I mean we we started off with an interesting moment because it was Paris versus London. And I think it was in the middle of the first map, right? That, yeah, yeah it was like in the middle of Busan uh, Mecca base. There was a power outage that had nothing to do with the uh, the event center itself or anyone in the Overwatch League. It was just a city thing in that area. Apparently the power went out. Um, and that went on for a long time, right? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. That, yeah, the power went out, but evidently not enough to... Um disrupt the game because they were able apparently to successfully pause the game um or or to preserve it somehow enough that they were able to finish out that point which i thought was interesting yeah usually backup backup generator or battery will do that for you Uh, i guess i guess all you have to do is keep up the keep the servers up and the broadcast can yeah can suffer yeah that's true um so they probably just had like a backup battery but they didn't have enough power to like completely run the entire they didn't have enough backup <laughs> power to do arena. That. yeah just just to have the stream keep running and say we'll be right back um and stuff like that uh but yeah that was that went on for a, a long time i think because while that was happening uh i had to i i came back or i started late because i was super surprised that it started at 9 a.m here i was like wait what like I, I, I woke up and I was like, "This has already started. What, the, what is going on?" Um, yeah. And then I was rewatching the first. I was I rewatched a bit of the pre-show because I wanted to see like what the vibes were like. Uh, and then I rewatched uh, London versus Paris. What had gone on so far, which was literally just one point. And then uh, I, I, then I sat there for I think like. Th- three or four minutes so however long it went on i think it was a decent amount of time right um and that didn't stop that was the only like hiccup all weekend really i guess there was like some color issues that like the coloring was a bit off sometimes yeah on like some of the like first person's perspectives i heard um but yeah there wasn't really anything crazy i mean you know as far as we were trying to see, uh, you know, oh, this event's going to be a, a, a way to like test the legs of of the broadcast team, and you know how well they able to transition and like learning things uh, for the future and all that. But no, it was it was pretty good. I thought, I mean, nothing like major that stood out. That like, oh man, they gotta fix that for next time. Yeah, I agree. Which is it is surprising based off what what you're saying too. Uh, but yeah, let's. Get into the matches. Talking about the actual, I mean, London four-owed Paris. I think both of us expected London to win this one, uh, and sort of tie up that European battle here. And I, I don't know if they're going to be playing each other anymore because it seems like it, we're getting to a point where Paris is Paris is probably not going to make too many stage playoffs, and London is probably going to be making every single one because they're looking pretty good. Uh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So this is probably the last we Except see. Except for the first one, I guess. Yeah. Um, probably the last we see of this of this European battle, um, which is, I guess, pretty sad because it's fun to see rivalries like this. But, yeah, Paris not looking too good. Um, 
overall, they're they're just looking the middle of the pack, you know. Um, yeah. They went 0-2 this weekend. Their second game was against Hangzhou Spark, which was a very much closer one. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, the next game was Hangzhou versus Chengdu, uh, which was a fun. One. Obviously, it's always a fun one when Chengdu's involved. But there are a lot of DPS heroes in general played this weekend, Joe. <laughs> Um, I felt like there are a lot of other strategies besides goats, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, with lots that we've seen, um, you know, with with various degrees of success, you know, for sure. But um, you know, definitely, uh, their teams are willing to try things, and um, you know, even if uh, even if it doesn't always work against you know the teams like that are really good at uh, the thing that they do, uh, for for these teams to find some sort of specializations and, and do their own thing even to a little um, even to a smaller extent is helpful yeah uh, I agree it's it's interesting Hangzhou came up on top here though 3-1 to one against Chengdu Hangzhou had a good weekend um, and Chengdu Chengdu had an interesting weekend because well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that because they, <laughs> they ended up getting a pretty big upset but day one was Overall, I mean, Hangzhou Chengdu is probably the closest game here. Um, overall, lots of four O's because you had Houston Outlaws get four O'd by Seoul Dynasty, and my God, after this game, I was like, Houston is a dumpster fire. This they looked <laughs> god awful. This team looked so bad. Um, I don't know. They just make so many obvious mistakes, and then when you, it's just so sad to see. I mean, obviously they can't play can't play DPS on every every map. I know that, but whenever they're on DPS, whenever they're on heroes where they're comfortable, they look so much better. Uh, but when they're on the goats, they look so uncomfortable and so they just don't know how to play goats. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, it's a little bit interesting just thinking about um, you know the kind of discussions we had about teams like at this point last stage so you know like five weeks ago or something um talking about teams oh if they if they can't play goats well well you know you can hope for a for a a stage two meta that's gonna shake that up a little bit i think we got that but um just thinking ahead that there haven't been um i mean there hasn't been any um like major balance patch um so far during stage two at all that we have to, you know, quote unquote, look forward to, um, or teams like Houston have to look forward to um, going into stage three. And I mean, granted, there's a longer break um, in, in which something can happen, but uh, I mean, you got to hope, I guess, um, next week when uh, archives ends, uh, you know, hopefully there's there's some some sort of patch in the works um, to be able to change some sort of things up. Uh, again, for the sake of for the sake of teams like Houston, you know, um, that are struggling in goats, obviously that's I think still something we're trying to move away from um, as far as balancing goes. But even just for the sake of you know varied varied viewership and keeping things interesting, I mean, we still like Havana is the only new thing, um, like basically at all, other than I guess the Reaper change uh, that patch. But like no no major uh, balance changes so far, which is. You know, can be a little disheartening. You got to see exactly what's um, on the horizon here. Yeah, it, they're gonna have to release. If that's gonna happen, a PTR patch is gonna have to come pretty soon, I think. 
Um, yeah, like like next week, if not much, uh, you know, that's like as as late as it can be almost. Yeah, unless they speed up their PTR patch process, um, because they, it usually takes a couple weeks at least for that PTR to hit live. And I think stage three starts at, like at, at, right at the beginning of June. So sounds right. Yeah, we're at we're basically at a month until that next stage starts. So they're gonna if there's going to be a big patch, and you're right, there's got to be at least some balance changes, right? Like yeah, because because I don't think there was a a stage uh, last season that didn't change something. Yeah, that would be that'd be especially in a meta where people are very upset still. Uh, but maybe they think, I mean, Blizzard thinks this all the time. Maybe they just think that uh, people haven't discovered the counter to goats yet. Or have they haven't, have, they haven't like, mastered, mastered other compositions quite yet. Which I guess is a valid argument, but um, it's, I mean, you still have all the pro players screaming and saying that goats is the best. And you have Zachary, of course, saying that he's in brig jail. So... I mean, you got you, you got to make some changes. You got to continually make changes. You would think, and you, you know, granted, we saw a big update this week that we'll talk about, but still, yeah, you, you got to assume there's something in the works. Hopefully, um, and then the last game that day was Valiant Dallas Fuel, which was absolutely dominant by the Dallas Fuel, and I think it was home field advantage, Joe, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. You know, we've uh, sort of alluded a little bit to uh, that. You know, LA Valiant is is a decent team. Uh, you know, whether they've won matches or not. I mean, we saw that uh, on Sunday when they played Seoul. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to play trying to play Dallas at Dallas, uh, you know, getting booed right as soon as you walk onto the stage. I mean, there's <laughs> there there. Uh, potential hazards to that i mean like that interview with space you know they said oh we're, we're scared of this dallas crowd and yeah uh, I, I think they had reason to be yeah i mean right there right there just the mentality of the los angeles valiant going into this game and right when he said that i was like that's not a good thing to say like you were you're about to get destroyed um yeah the valiant not looking as good i mean they looked pretty good against Seoul, but maybe i think it was a bit about a home field i mean that crowd was going absolutely nuts he had some booze in there which i um i would rather not debate whether or not the booze are good they're fine booing is fine they're, they're not like they're not being malicious they're just booing it's as a sports fan it's normal um but yeah, Dallas Fuel just dominated. It was it was so much fun to just watch. Like even though this was a 4-0, I would definitely go back and rewatch this one because it's just so much fun to see the home crowd like get get their team announced at their in their hometown for the first time. Mickey waving that Texas flag. I mean, just just fantastic to see. Um, this crowd go just so nuts for all these players and get to root them on for the first time in Dallas. It's a great moment. Uh, even though they forrowed Los Angeles and it wasn't that good of a match, it was still super entertaining to watch how dominant Dallas was in this match. And it felt like it was the energy in the room, like giving them the the power to, to destroy LA in this match. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I summed not, it up pretty well. Not much well. else to say. Yeah. Um, 4-0. Nice and easy. Uh, which is more impressive by uh, once we get to Valiant's performance on Sunday, which was a, a way better day. Sunday had some fantastic games. Uh, not to say Saturday was bad, but uh, Saturday was still fun. Uh, but match-wise, we got some even better matches. Um, I think there's an obvious match to re-watch this week, of course, uh, which is that uh, Texas rivalry. But I, I'm going with the other... I'm going with a different one here because uh, the other one is a little more obvious and we need we need another one. If you don't want to rewatch Houston Dallas, you can all rewatch Hung Joe Paris, which I was super surprised at how close and insanely... Well, this match was very long it was a very very long match um but it was i think the the vod is like more than two hours yeah very very long match but it's it's the reason it's long is because both of these teams are just won't just are going back and forth the entirety of this of this match and it was so close on every single map uh and it was it was a lot of fun to watch both these teams actually were looking really good even Paris, uh, Paris, yeah, which is surprising because I've never been too high on Paris. Uh, but towards the end, I would say, like on Junkertown and on Busan, Paris was looking a little bit worse, looking, looking like they they got some fatigue going on. Cruz was making some weird plays. There were just some, there there were overall some weird decisions by Paris, and the alt management was not as good. It seems like. Seemed like fatigue was in them because Hangzhou, I think, had some nice. Uh, Junkertown was close, but Busan Hangzhou just took it 2-0 mm-hmm. um, and won the entire match. But let's talk. Let's talk Hangzhou, Joe, because Hangzhou they go into <laughs> Dallas. They have a 2-0 week. They're now four and two this stage. Last stage was a bit of a disappointment. They're scrim gods apparently, um, but here they are, four and two looking like they're in a great position to make stage playoffs they are at a minus three map differential though this this stage was just funny I, I thought it was interesting they're also the only expansion team other than vancouver in the top 10 wow uh currently currently in the season wow in the season uh, they're, they're the at nine okay yeah, yeah 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 i see that wow yeah expansion teams no longer atlanta toronto just dipped but yeah there is is Hangzhou the real deal now joe or do do we need to see more because this was just Chengdu and paris right uh yeah i mean it's um uh, pulling up their schedule now so i can look at it but um it, it's again sort of an interesting team um underperformed from where a lot of people had them um and they did have a relatively difficult sort of um mid mid-stage schedule i mean they've played they played Shock twice already. Uh, they played Vancouver. They played Gladiators. They played London. Um, back when London was good, I think I, I don't. I forget if they uh, beat London. That it was in week two of stage one. But um, but yeah, it's uh, they play Seoul here in week five to round out um, round out the stage. But yeah, it's an, a very interesting team. Um, the the I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've seen that they have uh, they have the skills to be successful. Um, that uh, whether it's the the star power uh, from like individual uh, players, you know, like Gushue, uh like IDK, uh, like uh, Crystal is is Crystal in that team? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Godsby's <laughs> I feel like He's I should God. know, but yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, at the same time, they've the seven and six, just barely pulling out the winning record. Um, I, I don't know. They've, I, I think they, they, they can definitely be, um, you know, a mid table team is, is absolutely, um, absolutely fair of them. I mean, um, I, I don't quite see them. Uh, well, I mean, and as we've seen in some of their head-to-head matches, uh, quite on the level of a team like uh, Seoul or a team like uh, London or Dallas. But, uh, but, but yeah, right up there and being competitive um, in, in this this stage, sitting at uh, four and two and number seven right now. Um, and I think I was looking at uh, I was looking at the math, and I think there's going to be at least one four and three team that makes. Um, that makes the top eight, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, but definitely five, definitely uh, five and two is the way they want to finish the stage um, to ensure the chance. Because yeah, with a, with a negative three map differential, if they if they lose this match to Seoul this upcoming week, uh, Seoul goes to at at uh, at worst four and three, um, and Hangzhou also four and three, but with a terrible uh, terrible map record. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be close for them. Uh, they're they're going to be the cutoff, I think, either way. Um, over teams like, I mean, there's Shanghai is uh, right now sitting in ninth, but they're like the other team that could hop in there if um, if Hangzhou doesn't. Yeah. And although, got... although then again, I think they're playing Vancouver this week, aren't they? Are they? Shanghai or no? They're playing Washington and Shock. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Shock. E- either way, they're big <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I think there should be one, one, four, and three team probably, but Hangzhou definitely needs a win because they're at negative three map differential right now. That's not going to get you in. That's for sure not going to get you in. Um, but yeah, they're looking better. I, they, we do need to see them against the top teams again, but they're, they're consistently beating, uh, teams that they should probably beat if they would like to be a top tier team. So, which is, that's, that's nice. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's good to see more competition always, uh, especially from a pink and blue popular team. Yeah. Let's move on to Chengdu Hunters versus the London Spitfire, in which Chengdu, after London went on a little winning streak here, was the, the first team to take down the London Spitfire this stage. Uh, they did so uh, three to one. Didn't even have to go to five maps, and they looked they looked good. Chengdu. Sometimes, sometimes they look okay, but sometimes they look really good. Um, and I think it's one of their on maps where their individual talent and players like Jin Mu and uh, can just go on DPS and sort of look really good. Um, I mean, they full held London on Eichenwald. They held. They had a pretty good defense on Rialto as well. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people speculating that London lost this because they were playing to Chengdu's strategies. Uh, do you agree with that statement, Joe? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, the, yeah, whether it was you know London trying to play into Chengdu or um, Chengdu just dominating with their own thing, but yeah, they were definitely um, not 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 quite playing the game. Uh, you know that we would have expected. Uh, from London, uh, for whatever reason, you know, obviously they they did take uh, the assault map uh, 
uh, in a, a fifth or a sixth round, I guess. But, um, but yeah, beyond that, it was definitely a Chengdu show. Um, you know, showing how good they are at the things they do. I mean, um, I'm trying to remember their Eichenwald defense was like, you know, Junkrat, Farah, uh, Wrecking Ball. I don't even know, but you know, very Chengdu composition. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, it's uh, you know, London trying to play that's not um, not as successful. I mean, they don't they don't have the experience with that. They don't uh, you know they might have the raw skill, but uh, just like any other composition, it, it takes time and it takes um, you know working out the the kinks for it to actually find success against uh, this team that's got it uh, down so well. Yeah. I find it I find it funny because me and you talked about how London uh, would be a lot better on DPS heroes and it wouldn't matter because they just have pure raw skill. Uh, but when they did try to play uh, the same comps as Chengdu, they they did not look as good as Chengdu, and it feels like London has just gotten better at goats and now they've lost touch with the other side of them. But um. Yeah, London. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Chengdu is good. <laughs> Chengdu can can pull out some of these wins, some of these upsets for sure. And uh, th- I think they especially confuse the top teams because most of the top teams right now are top teams because they're very good at running goats. And I would say London has gotten very good at goats as well to the point where they are doing super well in this stage, and they're starting to climb the standings pretty easily. Uh, so I think I think Chengdu can confuse these teams who are mostly playing playing goats, and they do it because they're so dominant at goats that there's no reason they should get off goats. So that's why Vancouver, San Francisco, all these people at the top right now are just really good at goats. And when they're facing Chengdu, like Vancouver had to go to five maps, like it's a much closer game because uh, Chengdu plays their style so well that. Um, it's not just San Francisco or these teams just dominating them in goats because Jungdu's not playing goats. Uh, they're playing a different strategy. These teams aren't quite used to. All right, let's move on to Seoul, LA Valiant. And we mentioned it earlier, LA Valiant, uh, look at a lot better. And in this match than they did against Dallas, some fielders, unlike that. Uh, but I thought LA possibly could have pulled this out for a second. This is... This was a very, very close match. Um, there were some crazy ups and downs. Kings Row uh, went to a second round in Seoul, like had barely any time, but they took it all the way down that map once again and won 6-3 on that map. Um, but LA Valiant, I've been saying at this stage, they, they're looking a lot better. Seoul's a really good team, and going to five maps obviously you want to plot a win at some point if they're if you're the los angeles valley because i think they're standing at like two and 12 now on the season um or maybe two and 11 but they are uh yeah two and 11 i think two and 11 uh yes two, and, two 11. and 12 yeah it's two and, like 11. two and 11 um yeah they're gonna have to pull out a win at some point because we're almost they're one game away from being halfway through the season here uh, so you're, you're really going to start winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you hit 14 losses, that's a, that's a 500 or below season record. And that's yeah. not gonna, that's not going to do good for you. <laughs> oh yeah. But I feel like they've gone through a pretty hard part of the schedule so far, especially last stage. 
Um, it's been a little bit easier this stage. But they've got Chengdu next week as well. I mean, LA Valiant, they've, I think they've got talent, but it might be too late at this point, Joe, <laughs> which is unfortunate for them. But they definitely yeah. could see them pulling out some upsets. <laughs> they were close here. Um, but yeah, we could talk about LA Valiant. But let's talk about Seoul right now because I think Seoul is getting to a point where they're very, very good. Which would, would you say they're up there with the elite teams yet, Joe? I, I think it depends on how you define elite. Is is fair to say? Yeah. Um, like, do I think they're going to be Vancouver in week five? I know I don't. Um, but you know, it's uh, do I think they're going to be Hangzhou in week five? I think that's probably likely. Uh, if, in fact, I think we're we're picking that later, so maybe spoilers. But yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but but yeah, that's. Uh, in the grand scheme of you know the table of teams, they're sitting at eight um, right now in the stage and overall uh, seven and five on the season. And yeah, absolutely, I think um, Seoul and Dallas um, uh, and Shanghai, um, maybe Hangzhou, uh, probably Philly. Honestly, um, he can all can all be in that um, you know tier tier two B or three. Um, if we call like Vancouver, New York, um, San Francisco, L.A. Gladiators, if 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 that's like the top tier, uh, I guess we can throw London maybe into the second as well. Yeah. I do like London, Philly, Dallas, um, and granted that's just uh, me reading the standings verbatim, but <laughs> uh, but they're but they're pretty accurate is the point. And yeah. and yeah, I think I think Seoul is um, you know they're right up there. I think. So like I said, if you're if you're thinking elite, like you know, up there up there on the top with with these uh, you know divisional powerhouses, that's a different question. But uh, but are they definitely a competitive team? And they've uh, and with lots of different faces now. I mean, um, you know, we haven't seen Fisher played for a good amount of time, uh, and they're still having you know good success. And that's that's a valuable thing. That's that's a um, you know positive thing if you're a Soul fan. Um, you know, knowing that they have the depth. Um, that they're probably going to need uh, later in the season as stuff comes up. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I, as far as the Fisher things go, Fisher thing goes, I, I it's going to be crazy if he's once again on another team here. Yeah, yes, Soul just decides, oh, we don't actually need him, so we'll just yeah. give him to somebody else. Or, or honestly, the the most likely situation I see is they continue to not play him because they like Marvel better, which I don't blame. Like Marvel's doing well; he's doing super well. Uh, and Fisher demands a trade or something like that. Like knowing his personality, I believe he would. The way they would get rid of him is only if he demanded a trade because he wants to be actually playing on a team. And then maybe he goes to the Washington Justice where they um, are taking all of the bench players from other teams, other Korean teams all over the place. So, which would be super interesting <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Janice gets benched again. Yeah, <laughs> Janice, the, the, whole, the whole starting point to this roster gets, gets sent to the bench. Uh, but yeah, Fisher not playing, but Seoul looking better than ever, honestly. So I don't, I don't see them playing Fisher anytime soon. Uh, maybe, maybe against Vancouver. Uh, maybe they need that aggressiveness against Vancouver. But oh well, yeah, maybe that's their their big secret. Like he's been, he's, he's been, been training. Uh, 
training for weeks training, just for this one match training for bumper <laughs> uh this is gonna be like the third time they played vancouver right already uh so i'm trying to think do, have they played them once already um Seoul has yeah, played they, Vancouver yeah, in week two and now in week five of stage two. And now, and also in the stage playoffs last yeah. stage. So this is the third time that they are playing each other already. That's crazy. Uh, but Seoul has gotten demoralized every time, in my opinion. Um, it hasn't been that bad of, of crushing, but it hasn't been close, really. Okay, last game, Houston-Dallas. Uh they saved the best for last, no doubt about that. Uh, and intentionally, of course. Yes, yes, yes. I expected Dallas to absolutely stop, but this was actually a very close match, Joe. Uh, I know it was three to one, but I think every single map was super, super close. Besides uh, Lijiang Tower, the first map in which Dallas uh, absolutely handed it to them, just uh, destroying them. And I thought, wow, we're in for a long match here for the Houston yeah. Outlaws. Uh, but they came out on Anubis, and they looked really good on defense. Uh, I think lately Houston's defense has been stellar. Uh, their offense has been where there's been some trouble. But once again, they come out on Temple Anubis. Jake's on that junk rat. I mean, they're on that Arisic strat on that first um, first part of the map. And they, whenever they're on these heroes, Joe, they look so comfortable. They look so good. Uh, and it just pains me to see them switch uh but honestly they didn't look too bad when they switched to goats either they were playing up to dallas super well this is the best i've seen houston since maybe even last season <laughs> honestly uh i they have they have had some bright spots this season so far but they were they were looking pretty good right joe absolutely i mean you know you can think about um gibraltar in particular i mean that was the map they were um, you know, playing for their life in the series. Um, um, trying to think. Uh, yeah, because then they both they both completed. Um, and and you know that that last, um, that last first point push both of them in overtime. Yeah. Uh, you, you know this this close enough they almost could have. Uh, uh, very easily sent that sent that to a fifth map, and I think, um, you know, lots of people on the ground were probably expecting that honestly just uh just for the sake of you know excitement and, and how how well these teams were playing but uh but yeah it was it was very exciting very close um basically on every map uh, and just the spectacle of of the match itself was just crazy <laughs> oh yeah i mean the crowd was crazy because not only did you have uh dallas crowd, dallas fans you had houston fans in there too Oh, uh, so they were just going back and forth, and you could hear a good amount of cheers whenever Houston was doing well as well. So uh, it seemed like there were definitely more Dallas fans, but there were a good amount of Houston fans in there too. And uh, that that was just, I mean, they kept doing these like cheesy, weird, like fan show, like, and then they did like a Rhine race in at <laughs> halftime, which just, was funny because you you think he's you know he could just charge and like yeah. win, but they were wearing this big bulky like cosplay thing and so they had to like tiptoe down the the row that they had <laughs> i think it was like it was like a five-step race it was very short everyone was like yeah. wow it's already over <laughs> uh but yeah that was they they had just a bunch of fun little competitions between these fans basically 
Uh, but Houston, I mean, they they looked pretty good. I don't think anyone they're they're like the main story here because I think everyone expected Dallas to stomp. Dallas still won, and um, they look good. They st- they looked great overall this weekend, and I think we should talk about OG in his his crying at the end there as they all stood on stage. What a moment, right, Joe? I mean, just going going through his story and his he boosted. Back in Korea, got suspended before he could play here in the league. Korean casters wouldn't even uh, say his name. They they didn't like him and his boosting so much. I mean, over in Korea, boosting's way bigger of a deal. It's like a huge offense. So he's he's gone from that point all the way to here, where I I, I don't think there's any argument that this guy is the best player on Dallas Fuel, right, Joe? I mean, at this point, it's you know definitely looking that way. Uh, yeah, just popping off uh, in in both series that he played. Um, you know, like if um, if the crowd ever chanted um, you know the name of a Dallas player, it was always OGE. Um, that <laughs> yeah, and you know at the end they they win, they beat Houston. Uh, he's standing on the stage and just. Uh, but all that all that changing. I mean, if uh, if the Overwatch League is not an anime, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, just an incredible player. Um, a really like we said, really good series. Uh, uh, this this week and be able being able to go back and have that success. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, I think I, I forget if you said it explicitly, but I'll say it. That, yeah, this is. Uh, both of our picks uh, for MVP this week, uh, we always pick an MVP, um, each of us collectively. But in this case, OG gets both, uh, both from this week. It's, it's just a crazy week for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think if anyone is the first player to deserve a duo MVP from both of the hosts of On the Flank, it's OG. Uh, he did super well this weekend, and I, I think he just popped off on on every map looks so well and finished the weekend off crying tears of joy on that stage which was fitting as they chanted his name i mean yeah it <laughs> it felt like a storybook moment joe you're correct it is an anime for once monty is wrong um but yeah this was a great match i did not expect it to be such a great match so props to houston for stepping up and playing well because i after the soul match, I was like, this team is absolute garbage. And after the first map, I also said, this team is absolute garbage. Uh, <laughs> but they proved me wrong, that they're not absolute garbage. They're just trash sometimes. And then other times, they're they're not. They're fine. Um, but yeah, Houston, hopefully they prove. I mean, they stepped up big here, and they knew it was a game that they should play. So hopefully they continue to improve, because I think they have a lot of fans that would like that to happen uh did you also see <laughs> i guess we could talk about because this was a funny moment when uh the it was houston versus soul when monty sort of called houston fans out uh or houston out in general when he when uh houston fans had to be dismayed and then he said well they're probably used to that by now um oh yeah <laughs> and all the all the fans in the arena just like booed a bit just got <laughs> they all hate Monty yeah because <laughs> where's the fun otherwise yeah 
Exactly. Uh, uh, and, yeah. But yes, I don't think I explicitly said it. Uh, but yeah, this match is the one that I'm picking um, as one you should go rewatch as well. Uh, this Dallas Houston match, I imagine already, if if you only watched one match uh, from this past weekend, it was that one. But if you didn't, you need to go back and see it. It's important. Absolutely. If you if you're a fan of the Overwatch League, watch this match. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Like this is this honestly might be um, like the one match to rewatch throughout the season, even because this just like shows what's going to happen next year. Yeah, I, I guess. Except for whatever they might have uh, up their sleeves for Atlanta. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Uh, that was a fantastic weekend overall. Um, yeah, it was just really fun. And I cannot wait until next season now. That's that's all I could think during this entire thing. I was like, give me next season right now, please. <laughs> Uh, because I hope I hope different crowds like develop different personalities too, and maybe different chants and stuff like that. Uh, people already talking about the Philadelphia crowd because Philly is known as the craziest sports crowd probably in America. Uh, because these people are just destroying things all the time, and they're <laughs> insane. They're insane people, um, which is fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, but those Philly Philly people are just crazy. Uh, so I can't I can't wait to see the different personalities in each crowd. I know NYXL already has a huge following. Like we'll we'll go out and uh, we'll go out to Washington. We'll go out to Florida and we'll see nobody in the crowd. Like every crowd will have a different personality, and that's great. Uh, I can't wait till next <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, should we go over the standings real quick, Joe? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, going into week five, um, you know, lots of. Th- the teams have either six or uh, five matches done. Yeah, um, I don't think. I just ma- realized. I just realized that means nobody gets a buy this week. Yeah, I wonder if they did that intentionally. Yeah, nobody has. Nobody has finished every match, but we have. Uh, I wish. We, I wish on like the website they would do that eliminated clinched standings thing because that would be. Oh yeah. That'd be very helpful for me, but I think that's on yeah, Twitter. You- maybe, should I scroll through their Twitter? Is it worth it to find this graphic? I mean, it's basically like the first four or five have clinched, yeah. and the last four or five haven't. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, it, it, I think actually, I think I think can... if you still have three losses or fewer, you still technically have a chance. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we could. We could. I mean, we can insinuate who's in the running here for yeah. for making this. But yeah, I think I think LA Gladiators, Shock Titans uh excelsior i think london also has clinched i think london excelsior titans shock gladiators have all clinched possibly yeah. i think so because, because so- Lo- that sounds right london's map differential is insane right now it's plus 12 so i think they clinched off map differential i think they clinched when they won that map against Chengdu. even though they lost the match against Chengdu, i think when they won the map was when they clinched uh so those five have clinched we're, we're just looking to fill out those last three spots and you have dallas fuel there in six uh at four and two right now with a plus three map differential then you got Hangzhou spark at four and two with a minus three map differential which is not good soul dynasty at three and two uh at number eight and then after the cutoff you have shanghai dragons also at three and two you have Chengdu and philly at three and three uh and then most likely it's not likely for boston here at two and three but i i guess they probably still have a chance um if they win yeah both i mean games, they, 4-0 they'd, have both to, games. 
Yeah, pretty decisively yeah, against Gladiators and uh, uh, Washington Justice. One of those is, is a 4-0 for sure, possibly, but the other one is most likely not. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so Boston technically still in the running, but I would I would probably count them out. But like Joe was saying, I would expect like maybe one, two, four, and three teams at most to make it. Yeah. So it's looking, it's looking pretty likely for Dallas here. Who's just, to Dallas, go five and two? Yeah, Dallas plays someone they should they should beat. I believe I can't remember who. Uh, Florida. <laughs> yes. So it's looking very likely for Dallas here. Hangzhou has a huge match against Seoul. I, if they win that, I think they're basically guaranteed to be in. Yeah, and that's the very last match of the week too. So yeah, it'll, it'll go all the way that long. I think so until we determine yeah. the actual. Um, we'll know when uh, we get there. Top then. eight playoffs. Um, and Seoul plays, of course, Hangzhou, and then Vancouver. So it's yeah, it's it's probably going to come down to that Hangzhou game, unless Shanghai is up there too. Shanghai Shanghai could pull a pull a little one here and, and sneak in. Uh, I think they have. You said they have. They play Shock they play, as well. So and Justice, yeah. Yeah, so it's, they're most likely going to go four and three based off of things. Uh, but if they have a nice map differential, they could possibly overcome Seoul or Hangzhou, the loser of that one, by the end of it all. So uh, it's yeah, if it's looking like uh, whoever loses that Hangzhou Seoul match might just be out completely. More likely for Hangzhou if they lose than Seoul because Seoul has a nice map differential going on. It's true. It's true. Uh, but we'll see when we get there. Uh, so just just look towards that Hangzhou Seoul match, basically, uh, which is the last game of of the week. That's going to be the decider. There's not too, last week. I feel like it was a lot more up in the air as as who would be in the stage playoffs, uh, last stage that is in week five. Uh, oh yeah, I mean because when we had like twelve teams that were three and three yeah. going into week five. <laughs> exactly you the last stage was a lot closer this stage is like yeah we are we basically already know the top six unless dallas has a massive collapse against florida uh, but we yeah. basically already know the top six it's just down to basically two two or three teams fighting for it i mean possibly Chengdu too and philly of course um, yeah. so yeah there's not too not not as much as last stage, but still, still some last-second uh, entries into this stage playoffs. But let's move on to the news because we have a lot of news. Uh, we do, <laughs> yeah, and we have a PTR patch, uh, and we know Joe; he's the patch man. Um, but this is this is a different PTR patch, Joe. Right? This is it's true. This is a completely new feature. Yeah, and of of course it's been out for a week because we always do our shows right before they drop new patches. <laughs> of course, but. Uh, so we're probably the last uh, to talk about it on the Overwatch podcast circuit. But uh, yes, the Overwatch workshop is out, um, as you have no doubt seen on the PTR. Uh, super cool. If you're a like coder person or um, know how like computer languages work, uh, or even just some you know basic you know computer science like logic type things. Um, this is definitely a feature for you that they've um, been able to go build stuff with this new workshop tool um, in the custom game lobby. Um, 
Uh, and so, yeah, on YouTube now, I'm sure if you, uh, you you can find out tons and tons and tons of different game modes people have already made, um, all the way from like the basic ones that Blizzard came out with um, to uh, you, you know like like a copy of Gun Game, which was from what CS:GO, right? Yeah. gun game uh, stuff like that all the way to stuff people have made like uh, like Hammond racing or Lucio racing um, I've seen uh, like videos or gifs of uh, uh, people trying to make a, a a really primitive RPG with like NPC um, NPC characters which was interesting um, I've seen versions of uh, I've seen an infinity stone um uh, showdown mode. I've seen. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you, you've got some that I haven't thought of, but uh, I actually haven't seen that much yet. Where where would uh, I go to find this? Because I wanna, uh, I've I want to see some. I've I've seen a bunch on Reddit. Um, uh, I know probably R slash Overwatch. I know there's also R slash Overwatch custom games. Okay. Um, which used to be just for custom games, but now they've um obviously with the workshop have seen a little bit of a revival yeah uh, I, i'm trying to think of other crazy modes i've seen there's um people who have um you know made like entirely new hero prototypes which is interesting uh that was sort of something um jeff alluded to in the developer update there was a developer update about this as well um obviously it's hard because you can't have any like uh, art um that you've added or anything but um crazy stuff like that um i feel like there's at least one more that like was really cool that i said oh i gotta mention this on the show i don't know <laughs> but um you get like a six letter code um and that's how you can share uh, uh right around between the ptr currently but once it moves on to live you can also copy it onto live with that code apparently they only last like six months so you'll have to refresh it after that if you want to keep playing that mode which is interesting hmm. But um, just to save my memory, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I like the the meme I saw somebody made about um, the you know Overwatch players saying, "Oh, we need more content," and Jeff says, "No, you." <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that is basically what it's been. I mean, um, yeah. just people having fun with the game and and um, experimenting with things and. Uh, like you sort of mentioned, it's not really intended to be like for the entire player base. Just because it's, um, the, if they were if they tried to make it with that kind of accessibility, it would be really difficult um, uh, to to do. So because it, it definitely is pretty like heady. Like I, I don't think um, I'm gonna invest much time in it just because it's not something that um, I could easily understand well. Uh, like, like it would take some work, but. Um, there are obviously tons of people who are really invested in um, putting in work for this and and really trying to figure out how it's uh, you know how they can do the things they want and uh, just because I'm not going to be able to uh, manipulate it very easily doesn't mean I'm not going to take advantage of the things that other people can do. Yeah, I I'm with you, Joe. I I I don't know that much about about doing that stuff and i watched when it when it first came out I watched someone streaming it and I was like yeah I. I would suck at this. I have no clue what's happening. Uh, so that I, the, the streamer, to be fair, also did not know what was happening too much at the time. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun. That's a super fun feature for not. I'm not going to do anything but play these modes. But it's still fun for for everybody. 
Uh, so all me and Joe, all me and you have to do is just sit here and wait for someone to uh, make the next big thing. Uh, because modding in games has created so many amazing games. The the whole uh, MOBA genre came out of mods for, for Warcraft, from Warcraft 3. So, like, that's that's pretty crazy. I, I've seen one of those made in uh, in a custom game already. Oh, really? Like, like Tower Defense MOBA, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, I'll need to check that out. Uh, but yeah, overall, cool new feature. Uh, didn't No one expected this, I don't think. So, that, yeah. good on them. That the, was sort of announced. He says, oh, this was like a passion project for a couple developers that yeah not something people were necessarily asking for but just something that's been in the works for a while yeah uh, and that is patch 1.36 by the way mm. uh, in case you're following along with the numbers okay uh of course we all are but let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the overwatch world cup 2019 was announced last week because they did announce some blizzcon things so that they of course had to announce this as well and due to uh, the overwatch league going into territories uh as in september going into september um that they usually they usually don't go there that's usually when the world cup uh group stages are is august september so overwatch league is going to be taking over that spot uh, and since that is happening, they have decided to move group stages to uh, BlizzCon itself. So and it's, cut them in like half, essentially. <laughs> yes, uh, but basically, it's like a, it's it's different. It's shortened version of the World Cup. Basically, I, I'm glad. I think everyone was, was suspecting maybe we wouldn't have it, but I'm glad we still have it. Um, but basically. I'll read, I'll read it off. Before the BlizzCon doors open, we will start with the preliminary rounds. Fans will be able to cheer on their teams and spectate their amazing plays online. After BlizzCon's opening ceremony on Friday, November 1st, the group stage will commence with multiple matches being played simultaneously. Finally, the top six teams from the group stage will advance to the single elimination playoff bracket to award gold, silver, and bronze medal in the BlizzCon Arena on Saturday, November 2nd. Um, so all of the group stage is on Friday, and then all of the playoffs are uh, is on Saturday. And the playoffs, instead of eight teams, which is what it usually is, it's only six teams. Uh, so you'll have some bye weeks, in the, or you'll have some bye uh, players or teams that get a earn a buy i'm guessing the top two seeds probably yeah um and yeah it's just <laughs> condensed basically yeah it, it's interesting they have um basically all of the countries i don't know how many countries um they start with um like 24 or something maybe um and they'll give them points based on uh past overwatch world cup rankings um to, to sort of seed them and then there's a, a, a single uh, elimination bracket to get to the top 10 um, yeah and, and... yeah and that's that's the online stuff before BlizzCon happens um, to, to get to the top 10 um, and then uh, the top 5 are automatically seeded into this group stage and the remaining 5 
um, are, are somehow uh, qualified differently um, into two groups of five, which will play then at BlizzCon on that Friday, uh, four matches each um, to, to do a round robin within the group. So I assume that's just four match slots, um, and there will be one match from one group and one match from the other happening at the same time. Probably. Um, or actually, wait, because if they're actually playing a full round robin with five teams, they have to. It's going to take more than four rounds. It's going to yeah. take. It's going to take. I guess you could do it with four rounds if they have like five matches going on at once. So maybe maybe they'll do five matches at once uh, on BlizzCon to try to fit it at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the the top uh, top team from each group goes to the second round of the playoffs, uh, the round of four, um, and the next four also advance to qualify into the round of four, um, and then it's just another single elimination tournament. So yeah, super short. Um, but it still does exist, um, which is nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this will this will be like a little preview of I'm guessing next Overwatch League uh, season. I'm guessing games will probably be happening at the same time since they're in different arenas. Uh, so this will be a little preview for them since they're doing doing multiple matches at once, and they will be broadcasting multiple matches at once. Uh, so you can watch the one you want to watch uh, and not miss any of your teams, I'm guessing, if you if you don't want to. Uh, I mean, that's going to be nice. It's true. Uh, if you thought there was a lot of Overwatch this season, just wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see how many they're broadcasting and, and stuff like that. But only 10 teams making it onto the group stage this time around. Last time it was... 16 or something or maybe no last time it was lots lots were in the group stage but the group stage weren't wasn't at blizzcon because they had six teams per group stage right so at blizzcon uh that's, that's at, right yeah yeah or at the group before, stages yeah 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 um and then they only had like eight well i can't remember um but yeah overwatch world cup that's still happening it's a lot less is happening but it's still happening uh, and USA is going to win. USA. USA. There you uh, go. Yeah, right there. There it is. You guys <laughs> you guys heard it here first. USA is going to be winning. Um, no, it's probably Korea, obviously. Well, I thought it was interesting. The, the press release like straight up said that. They're like, uh, uh, of course, the three-time reigning champion South Korea will try to hold on to their dynasty of digital dominance <laughs> uh, to bring home the gold medal once again. But the gap at the top is looking narrower than it has ever wow. before. I mean, that's that's literally the whole storyline with the World Cup is who can beat South Korea. It's just funny that like that's like straight up. That's like the second sentence of yeah. the article. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the whole thing. Uh, the, I mean, to be fair, compared to other, compared to like League of Legends and stuff like that, I think Overwatch is the gap is super close. Obviously, you have like. CSGO where Koreans aren't that good at CSGO and stuff like that but this is I mean it, you, you should in like the League of Legends it is crazy like the Koreans are so much better at League of Legends than than almost any other region so uh, it's pretty cool to see how close this is I mean their team England almost uh, the United Kingdom almost beat South Korea last season or last last time and USA almost beat them too. So it's true. Um, 
in the previous one that was. So there's there's always a close game against South Korea. Even if they keep winning and it's obvious to some fans that they can keep winning, there's some teams that challenge them pretty well. So uh, watch that for sure. Maybe I'll go to BlizzCon since I'm in California. That'd be sweet. It's true. Uh, All-Stars, that's coming up. We got some more details on All-Stars announced. Uh, that's on Wednesday, May 15th and Thursday, May 16th. I did not expect it to be in the middle of the week, but apparently it is. It's a very yeah, interesting I thought, choice. I thought that was odd, too. <laughs> yeah, because that is, you know, that is very, yeah, I don't know why. That's weird. Um, but I think it's because maybe they just want to get it over with as soon as they can and give <laughs> these players their break. <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> also, All-Stars is kind of a joke right now to me. Uh, because of the players who are currently voted in. Um, which includes Pine, a person who has not played at all this <laughs> season. He is an all-star. I hadn't uh, seen that. Yeah, Pine. Try, trying to figure out where the where to find that. Yeah, it's really hard to find. Like the other day I was going through, it's not anywhere on this article announcing, like the press release announcing everything. Like I don't know where to find the voting. It takes a long time. You have to like click a bunch of links. Um, But they have, yeah, they have, see if you click learn more. Like where do I go? Where do I go to find the players? But yeah, basically, I mean, last time we talked about this too. It was uh, it was pretty, especially on the Pacific side, it was almost all Chengdu players because of the massive amount of Chinese fans. Which, granted, was more of a joke at the time than it is now, but because, still. Because the joke now is Pine is an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I finally, I finally got to the page. Yeah, honestly, the most ridiculous one is Pine um, because he has... I mean, Pine's a good player, but he hasn't played at all this season, so he doesn't deserve to be an all-star. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people who are voting for Pine, but but he he hasn't played at all. Um, I mean, none of these are Carpe's great, of course. Poco's great, of course. Jonak's great, of course. Fusions is great, in my opinion. Ark, he's just a popular player. I think I don't think he's all-star worthy. On the other side, you have Pacific, you have Ryu Jehong, uh, Fleta, who doesn't even play for his team anymore. <laughs> uh, you have Among and Jinmu, I think, are really talented players, so they're fine. I think the most egregious thing with Pacific, I know the Chengdu Hunters, popular Chinese fans, I think the most egregious thing is there are two teams here, Joe, that are probably the two best teams in this league. And they dominate everybody else. And their names are the Vancouver Titans and the San Francisco Shock. And they don't have a single player from either of those teams in this in this starting lineup, even though they have the best players in the league. Or any gladiators, even. Yeah. They, no gladiators. The best team represented here is the Seoul Dynasty, with Ryu Jae-hong and Fleta. And in my opinion, Ryu not even the best players on the yeah. team. Yeah, <laughs> Hogg's doing good lately, I guess, but he's he's not been a great flex support in this league. To be to be quite honest with you, and Fleta is not even playing right now. Um, I, I, guess, I, I guess that's why they have the other twelve that are selected by like coaches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have these guys. The starters are going to be in for one map, and then you just take them out because they're 
<laughs> they're not the best players on the team. <laughs> At least some of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you just have, you just have big Chinese fans. That's the reason I, I don't understand you. Uh, you at all he's he's the other chugdu hunter in here I, I i guess he's really popular in china because i don't think he i think he's like one of the worst players on chugdu in my opinion um so this is just just interesting i as someone was mentioning on on the thorin and monte cristo podcast i think it was um hex was mentioning that they should just have they should have like at the end of the season they should have like all team awards type thing where like actual people not not the fans actual like people in the scene vote for who deserves to be who deserves to be like the atlantic all team who which would essentially be the best six players in the atlantic and the best six players in the pacific because this is just utter disrespect to <laughs> san francisco and vancouver the two best teams in this league because yeah their players are insane and definitely deserve to be on that roster um so hopefully i, I think this is officially the start of people not taking this too seriously based off of pine starting for the atlantic division um <laughs> We do know the format, though. Yes, that's key, Joe. Um, that's exactly what we're here to talk about. Uh, because we have... Uh, the first day is going to be just fun fun custom match stuff, uh, like usual. Um, and the first thing they the is the All-Star Arcade presented by State Farm. Um, and because, of you, course. Yes. Uh, and you get to choose the voting via twitter or they maybe have already been chosen because the polls are the polls are closed but uh you can't choose anymore uh (laughs) but something will be chosen so do you how many modes is it how many modes are they choosing does it Uh, that's a a good question it doesn't say um they had two twitter polls because there were eight modes they presented um there are two Twitter polls, and so the ones that won was uh, Sibling Rivalry, which is 6v6 with three Genjis and three Hanzos, um, but playing Hanamura, and Healers Never Die, which is interesting, actually. That's not the one I would have expected, but uh, 6v6 supports only um, oh. are the two that won the polls, and then um, beyond that, there were the other options, uh, 6v6 Tanks only, 6v6 DPS only. Uh, 66 McCree only, which I think would be cool. Uh, that actually was number four out of four on the poll that it was included. Um, no one wants to see that. Yeah, they li- they liked the uh, no. There's also a no tanks mode, which got second on its poll, and um, and new blood post release heroes only uh, also got second on its polls. So maybe, maybe those are the, like the four modes that they end up playing or something. But yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised by the supports only because I think people are sick of seeing supports, but apparently not. I mean, back when Symmetra was was a support, that could have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I I was thinking the no tanks would be just top tier, which it's pretty close, just because because tanks are so overpowered in this game. Um, sure. that I think it would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, the three Genjis, three Hanzos—that's just like a meme almost. I don't know how exciting that's gonna be, but that's a meme. 
<laughs> with the with the post release heroes, I like that one because it's like yeah. Anna, Doomfist, Orisa, um, and then you it's know not too Brink, many Moira, <laughs> Batiste, Wrecking Ball, yeah, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Those would be fun. Those would be fun. Yeah. Um, and then of course after that you have the talent takedown presented by T-Mobile. Of course. Uh, and this will be players will be casting it once again. This is the same thing as last last season. Um with uh of course the talent playing each other and this was probably the most hyped part for everyone because of how much they were talking trash. So I think everyone's excited for that. Uh Widowmaker 1v1s once again this was very fun. It was long, but it was very fun. Uh I don't think they changed the length at all though. First to seven eliminations, first to nine in the finals. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was fun to watch these. So we'll see. I mean, how did they get in? It was based off of whoever was an all-star first. And then and then, and then it was just like just, one per team or something. Yeah, it was like chosen. Last, last season it was. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it does. But that was fun. Uh, so they're doing that again. And then Thursday is going to be the actual all-star game. And they learned that the Ash ones are lame. Oh yeah, like or, the or Ash one v ones. Yeah, or at least not as exciting as Widow. I thought <laughs> when they did them for preseason. Oh yeah, yep. I think Widow's better. Um, yeah, but Ash... besides, go ahead. I was just gonna say because Ash Ash was new, and so like, hey, we got to use Ash. But yeah, now nobody's played Ash, so yeah. <laughs> Ash is still a fun here though. Um, just not not too powerful yet. Uh, two two times the league tokens for watching this, by the way. So even if you don't want to watch this and you're bored by it, just keep it playing on your Twitch and leave your computer. <laughs> and, of <laughs> I, course, the skins. Yes, the skins. And they're cheaper this year. Only $10 to buy they? both skins, right? Uh, I thought that was the same. Uh, I, think me, it was, go back. I think it was $20 we, to buy both skins, right? Or are oh, they $10 so, so for skins? Maybe, maybe I did my math wrong, because I think it's the same. It's still 200 tokens each, just like it was last time. So maybe I did my math oh, wrong. Maybe it okay. is $20. Well, then it's 10 Yeah, it's $10 per skin and $20 total. Okay, so I just misunderstood it, maybe. Uh, but yeah, $10 per skin. And they, they look good. They look really good. They're cool. Um, Mercy is representing the Atlantic, and she's she's sporting some blue, the blue and purplish. Um, and then Lucio's uh, Pacific, and he's he's looking yellow and gray, and they look cool, just like last year's. Even though Tracers looked a little wonky, um, but Genji's looked pretty cool last year. Uh, they're still pretty expensive but if you have if you saved up those tokens i mean getting tokens is a lot easier this year i've noticed so that's uh, true if you've saved up those tokens then you're gonna get these cool skins yeah i, I had a 100 drop during this uh, oh. uh event yeah yeah 20 dollars total two 200 credits each okay cool uh so that's my mistake yeah uh but yeah we got the all-star game i mean I'm treating it like a joke right now, but it, maybe it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It will be fun. Uh, and I think the players will embrace the joke. For sure. Yeah. I, I think they definitely did last year. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, so besides news, we got some we got some quick points of news here before we get into the games. This has been a, a long episode is what I just realized. It's true. Um, so the, 
the skins will be available May 7th uh, for the Overwatch League All-Stars, which also works out to be the last um, the last day of the Archives event. Um, so, so a week from week from today, um, probably as we drop our next podcast, um, will be when that update, um, you, you know, whatever update it ends up being, changes over to take away archives. Um, presumably, the home screen will change to the <laughs> to the Mercy Lucio skins, yep. um, and archives will be over for like three weeks until the anniversary comes back. Yeah, and then maybe they'll do all modes again, and you can play archives again. Ooh, fun uh yeah so last week of archives i still got to get in some archives games i've been busy but this week's a very light week for me so i'm excited uh maybe i'll 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 hop on uh but yeah season 16 announcement which is great we finally got changes besides shortening the off season and all of that in a season we haven't gotten that in a very long time i feel like but uh this only affects gm players uh, they can no longer queue with more than two players, so you can only duo and solo queue now, which apparently was a big complaint out of the GM players. I wouldn't know because I am not one. Uh, but apparently all these pro players are trio queuing together and ruining everybody's games, so they fixed that, and everyone is happy. The end. The end. Maybe one day me and Joe <laughs> will be up there duo queuing together and not adding a third person, Joe, because we can't. It's true. And then we'll have uh, more to say about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have nothing to say. We cannot relate, but I'm happy for them. I'm happy for these people. Uh, and I'm jealous that I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> London signed Quartermain. He's a support. Uh, I think the biggest place of note that he used to be on was Kung Du Uncia, and then eventually when Cloud9 and Kung Du came together he was on Cloud9 Kung Du and of course we know that Cloud9 Kung Du eventually changed into the London Spitfire uh, so I'm guessing he was on that roster and didn't was one of those players that didn't go over to London for whatever reason maybe it was age maybe it was he wasn't good enough but he's good enough now, so he's on the team, and he's a support, uh, and he has many alter, alternate IDs uh, on on Liquipedia. His name's Quartermain, but you can also call him Q-Main. Q, Q-Main with a capital M as well. You can call him Quartermain, Quarter, and uh, Quartermain, of course. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's a Korean player, London Spitfire, support. I don't know if he'll be playing at all, but they got him, Joe. Yeah, I thought it was you know interesting that um, he was signed at all. I mean, just because yeah. you, you think London's got support pretty well taken care of, but yeah, Dosen, Nuss, Krillin, now Quatermain. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's something. <laughs> Apparently, he made a song at the end of Apex Season Two. He made a song called "Oh My." Um, oh, it's there's a YouTube link. I'm listening to the song now. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's a musical talent as well. So maybe they'll use him for that mainly. <laughs> oh my god, this go. is... Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... Oh my goodness, Joe. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to send you this link. <laughs> I have it here. I have okay, it here. Cool. This is fantastic. i have to listen to it later. Yeah, yeah. This is absolutely maybe, fantastic. Maybe we'll tweet it on our... Twitter. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, London just made the best signing ever. 
I think. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tweet it for us. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my, I have to download this song. This is a good song. Okay, and <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, let's move on to, to week five. Uh, that's that's our only analysis on him. Uh, week <laughs> week five, I, there aren't too many good match. I went through the list and I was like, that team wins, that team wins, that team wins. Like it's pretty obvious to me uh, in most of these, but. Uh, of course, you, you have some important games like Seoul Dynasty, Hangzhou Spark, and stuff like that. Uh, these teams, as Joe has pointed out on the rundown, they're looking for a 5-2 five, five and two minimum. There's likely to be, at most, two 4-3 and three teams, because we're thinking London's, our Dallas Fuel makes it at 5-2 and two with an easy easy matchup this week against Florida. Uh, but let's let's jump into our match predictions. If you haven't listened to the show before, we predict four matches each week. I'm dominating Joe, and <laughs> it's too easy for me. Uh, oh, no, but by, by three, I mean <laughs> <laughs> dominance, Joe. Uh, yeah, but it it has been it's been. What record did I go last week? Three and one. Uh, you went four and zero again last week. Oh, I went four and zero again. Jeez. Yeah, you're you're on a hot streak. Uh, that's two weeks in a row. That's two weeks in a row. I've gone four zero. Uh, and you went three one, Joe. Uh, something like that. I don't I don't remember honestly. Yeah, but I think you we, went we're 3-1. at twenty-two and pick? nineteen. Okay, that's what I. Uh, I'm at twenty-two wins. You're at nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So, right now, Joe's got some come got some catching up to do that means joe you're in a weaker position you might have to pick some opposites from me uh i think we should do a new rule where i have since i'm in the lead i should have to pick first okay and then you oh. <laughs> yeah so if you if you're like okay like i i think i have a better pick like you can you can make the second pick like i think that would make more sense uh that works that works yeah because i the, the, picking seconds a little bit of an advantage you know sometimes sometimes you can then pick the opposite and be like oh like i i have a feeling this is gonna happen <laughs> uh, and i and i want to you know it's sort of an angle so uh first first one we're doing is thursday the third game on thursday and of course there are only um three games on thursday and friday uh the first one we're doing is thursday third game guangzhou versus houston which it should be a good match especially after how if houston's looking the same they did against dallas i think this one's gonna be a little bit harder to pick uh, if Houston got absolutely crushed by Dallas, I think everyone would be picking Guangzhou. But Houston looked pretty good in their last match, uh, so I guess I have to pick first. I feel like you usually <laughs> pick first because I my oh, tempo. I do, yeah. My tempo's messed up here. <laughs> um, but I'm still gonna go Guangzhou because I, I don't know. I can't trust Houston. I as a as a former Houston fan, I I feel myself almost rooting against them because I don't want to start rooting for them again um so i'm going guangzhou here i think guangzhou's had a tough schedule and i think they've got a lot of talent and they've they've had a week they've had a long time to, to prepare for this one houston's just getting right back into it after last week yeah um they, uh, i am also picking guangzhou i think for this match um uh, that uh, there's there's a later match we're picking this week that I probably will intentionally pick the one you don't, but uh, but for this one I, I've got to go with you that yeah um, Guangzhou has had a week off. Uh, I think they are a stronger team than their record has shown. Obviously this is you know a match both teams 
uh, pretty, pretty near the bottom here in stage two, but uh, it's still definitely going to be significant for both of them. Um, to talking about you know quality wins and like relative wins um, for teams that they need to be beating in order to sort of lift themselves um, out from where they're at. But yeah, I think Guangzhou. Um, if we have the two teams that are looking uh, towards some more DPS picks, I think Guangzhou and Houston is definitely some of them. Um, but I really do like the way um, Guangzhou is able to execute some of those um, over what we've seen from Houston so far. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Houston, I just don't put your faith in Houston this season. That's my answer to this. Uh, we move on to Saturday, Friday, bad day. Um, we move on to Saturday, <laughs> and we have a Atlanta New York rematch. Uh, New York, of course, lost. This is their only loss this season. Was against Atlanta, uh, and they lost <laughs> to Atlanta. It's crazy, but does that happen again, Joe? Can it just happen again that New York just just loses to to the Atlanta Rain? I mean, come on, right? I, I, I'm going New York. It's obvious New York New York's gonna win this one. They're they're probably gonna destroy them too. Four zero. Like I I think they're I think that was a, pretty much a fluke. I think New York will come out and be like, yeah, we're not losing to this team twice. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned my lesson from the stage one playoffs um and, and i think uh, i'm not going to bet um th- to bet on new york in the stage two playoffs uh when we get there but in the meantime um since this is not a playoff match <laughs> um <laughs> it's the same thing I, I do think um that new york is not gonna let that happen twice um you know if nothing else um again we've we've talked about um this for several teams now there's only eight teams that travel to dallas and all these rest had a really nice uh, a really nice long break uh, to prepare here for the uh what, what it's a crucial last week um of the stage for lots of different teams and so yeah that i think there's no way that new york is going to let this happen again um uh and of course now saying that atlanta is going to beat him again but um but yeah, it's like I said, playoffs is a different story. But but here, I think you got to give it to New York. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I, I'm gonna have a lot of trouble picking New York, especially I think this stage playoffs is a lot more talent filled than the last stage playoffs. I think almost every, I think like top tier teams are making stage playoffs this 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 stage. So uh, it depends who New York's playing. But yeah, I think New York playoff wise not looking good let's move on to sunday first game sunday toronto defiant versus the paris eternal we haven't seen toronto in a bit but they've had a pretty abysmal stage and they face vancouver uh in their first match this week paris only has one match it's against them uh, they have a nice little break after playing last week they get to wait till the till the sunday match uh and it will be at 12 so those paris are 12 pacific times so that's a better time for paris people over in the eu uh so they'll get to watch it uh but yeah paris toronto uh both of these teams pretty middle of the pack right now so this is going to be a pretty big one for both of them to, to sort of decide who's better at being in the middle of the pack uh, but who do i go with i i don't like picking paris in general and in that one week i felt like i had to pick paris so we all didn't so we didn't have like the same uh same exact picks and that wasn't fun for me. I think that was the week I went 04. Um, so do I pick Paris again? That's the question. 
I I do think Paris is better than Toronto. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Paris, despite my reservations here. Uh, I'm picking Paris. Joe. Okay. Okay. So uh, and, and this this was the match uh, that I I decided I was just gonna go opposite from you. So I'm going okay. Toronto. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, my initial pick though was Paris. Also, um, okay. th- that you're right. In general, I think they do have. Uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit stronger team, um, as far as all of that goes. But at the same time, um, they are pretty comparable. Um, you, you know, on the, the grand scale of things, which I just contradicted myself. But I don't care. I can, I can do that if I want to. Um, um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an exciting match. Um, it's probably the closest one we're picking um, uh, this week. Um, but yeah, just because you said Paris, I'm going to go Toronto. <laughs> All right. Uh, taking advantage of having a second pick here. Okay. I mean, I kind of have to at this point. Yeah, you got to. Uh, and I do agree. This is, this is like, a, I feel like a coin flip almost. These Both these teams are pretty even. I think Paris might be a little better, though. Uh, Seoul Dynasty, Hangzhou Spark. This is the match of the week. Uh, this is going to be deciding match for who makes it into the stage, uh, the stage playoffs. Hangzhou been looking a lot better this stage, but same with Seoul. Uh, and Seoul's just consistently looking better every single week, looking like a looking like a pretty good good powerhouse. And now it seems like they've gotten a starting lineup down and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this one's hard though because I am a big fan of how Hangzhou has been playing lately. I think this one's going to be very close, but I am going to go with Seoul. Yes, I'm going to go Seoul. I think they're a better team, Joe. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna have to as well. That was the uh, uh, that was the result I recorded earlier. Yes. Um, making my little graphic here, but uh, but yeah, the, I think Seoul is is gonna take this, uh, which is gonna probably eliminate Hangzhou from the playoffs, um, and hopefully secure um, secure for Seoul because I think it'd be cool for them to show up in their second stage playoffs ever and also in a row, but. Um, but yeah, it's they've they've got an edge here um, over a Hangzhou team that's been looking weirdly inconsistent and not quite uh, living up to expectations, expectations still, uh, which of course we can just say that all the time until they do yeah. um, start start living up to expectations. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Seoul's got the advantage here for sure. Yeah, uh, I I will say this is Hangzhou's only match this week. Like this is this this could be a sneaky and it's and they got a nice break off of uh, Dallas. They're literally the last game this week, uh, so this could be a sneaky one for Hangzhou. They could take it just because of that because they're only preparing for Seoul here. Seoul also has Vancouver, which I think they would like to win this time around. I don't think they want to take a third loss to Vancouver. It would be hilarious if they do if Seoul ends up playing Vancouver once again in the stage playoffs. Um, right now, Vancouver's in third, though, and they're in like eighth. But it could, it definitely could happen. That would be super interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we got for this week. Anything else, Joe? Uh, I don't think so. Lots of news, lots of stuff. Lots sort of, of a long, long show, I think. But yeah, I mean, there wasn't even that many games to recap. But that was the longest recap we've had, maybe because it was just <laughs> it was just a fun weekend. Props uh, to the Dallas people. Yeah, that's props that's to OG. Be, that's on that's on OG. He's it's all on him. 
Um, Obviously. He's the reason why we took so long there. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't have a power outage mid-show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, my personal Twitter account is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter account where Joe just tweeted out an amazing link to Quartermain rapping. Uh, and you are going to need to follow that Twitter account now because that is a fantastic song. I love it. Um, uh, we also tweet out the graphics of uh, our predictions and stuff like that. So thanks, Joe, for running that. And it's a great Twitter. So go follow it. We tweet out new episodes. Uh, you can uh email us topics you'd like us to talk about as well our email is on the flank show at gmail.com you're listening to this in one way if you want to listen to it in a different way you can go to on the flank.podbean.com on my personal youtube channel which is john george your best way of finding it is via twitter and not searching john george in youtube uh if you uh, we're on itunes we're on apple Podcasts. if you have an iphone uh, if you have an Android device, we are also on Spotify and Google Play. Uh, thank you guys for listening, uh, and have a nice week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll be flexing on you, CGS, kimchi, solde, ballet. Why you wanna do no nothing? No more than okay. I'll get the hell out money. Then I'm counting eggs and money. The fun and the night. I got high school on the gore. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. What's this thing? Oh my, oh my, oh my. Look at things. Oh my, oh my, oh my. What's this thing? Oh my, oh my, oh my. Look at things. Some common boy in the pool that guy. 차선으로 뛰는 진호형의 카이에 23개 나이 데이 나이 데이 탑 게르디 마크도 나르도 플롬 너 랩도 수눕도기 파이래 yeah I'm all fucking me 몇 년을 준비하고 명반모 만드는 게 머저리 움직여 라이 거리 난 작업이 놀이 다 끝나고 밖에서 또 놀아 라이 스위스버리 I for ring ring 머리 one day for sure you sleep 방송 끝났지 근데 며칠 남았어야 돼 
내롤소이스는 팔았지 내가 돈 떨어진 줄 알았니 근데 이걸 어째새 롤스로이스는 탑다까지 사놨지 왜 뻐... 뭘 모르면 다 대화 가리 예 똑같은 소리만 아니라 말하면 말해 나 똑같은 소리만 아니 듣기 싫은 말은 듣기 싫어도 뭐 너네 날 알아 근데 난 너네 몰라 누워서 없는 홀라 샤라 투 스파이크 카콜라 위파 We feel good in this mother father We live in the good mother father life Make it this mother father money This the Korean trap king Shit I be flexing on you, CZS, yes. kimchi, so they rolling Why you wanna do no, 나는 널 모르는 척해 I get the hell of money, then I'm counting eggs of money 덕분에 내 나이, 난 내가 할수 없는 거래 Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, what's this thing? Oh my, oh my, oh my, look at this